Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. What's going on, traders? Welcome to the SPACs attack. You guys already know where you guys are at. We're going to be doing a little bit of a battle look today, guys. It's Chris versus Money Mitch. You guys stay tuned. We got some great battles. Definitely smash the like button and let's get the show started. What's going on, Benzinga traders? How we doing today? If you guys are enjoying the market, let me know by getting a good like button. Let's go ahead and bring in my man, the battle today. He's looking good. He's got a little bit of a Euro thing going on here. Let's bring him on, Chris Catchy. Hey, what's going on, Mitch? Yeah, you know, Netherlands play at 3 p.m. Eastern time today. Uh, so I we'll know gotta, where you'll be at 3 p.m., I, right? I got to support <laughs> the, the boys in orange, um, you know, with this <sighs> Netherlands jersey today. I'm hoping for another win. We've got three points. We're atop the group, but, you know, let, let's see what happens. So, Who's your favorite player? You know, Memphis Depay, he, he's a young guy, and he really has stepped up. You know, there was some problems a couple of years ago some questions about, you know, maybe attitude and work ethic. And it looks like, you know, he's put that behind him. So he didn't get a goal in the first game. Um, If you follow me on Twitter and you see some of my uh, bet history, you know that uh, I'm hoping that he uh, scores a goal today. So we'll see. We'll have to take a look. We'll have to take a look. Of course, guys, we're going to get into our headlines and then we'll get into the battle. We got some great battles coming up. I'll give you guys just a little bit of a preview right now before so that you guys know to stick it back around. We're going to have some battles. The first one up is going to be, of course, DKNG versus RSI. We'll get into that one. Then we're going to get into stepping a little bit into that 3D life. We'll get a little bit into that DM versus SPFR. And then we're going to be moving into an area that I want to get into that battle. Chris and I have probably battled on these stocks before, but a little bit of space talk action with SPCE and FF SF. TW there as you guys can see the satellite versus the plane and the jet there whatever you guys want to call it jet plane I don't know what it is but definitely guys stay tuned we're going to get into that and up next take us back to those headlines All right. Yeah. So let's dive into headlines. Before we do, um, I know we're still getting some viewers to join us here, starting up a little bit early today. Um, go ahead, smash that like, you know, uh, share the stream so we can get some more viewers in here. But let's dive in. So up first, we have RIDE, Lordstown Motors. So Lordstown Motors, former SPAC. Um, company today, uh, kind of reversing course here saying that they have no binding purchase orders from customers. Um, those vehicle purchase deals are not binding orders. They also deferred their shareholder meeting until August 19th. Um, you know, any other day, I, I would expect this news to uh, send shares down. But we have ride up actually 2% to $11. Remember that the CEO and CFO stepped down. And, you know, uh, the, the new uh, CEO actually talking about those orders the other day, 
And it seems like the company just cannot uh, figure out how to communicate what type of orders those truly are uh, to investors. But RIDE up 2% despite that uh, negative news out today. Then we have Fisker FSR, which I do own shares in. Um, shares up 6% today, having a good day. They announced a, uh, a manufacturing partnership with Magna International. This this isn't a huge new news item. It's an extension of a previous deal. Um, the, the key takeaways from that news for me is that they continue to say that they will debut the Fisker Ocean uh, in November at the Los Angeles Auto Show. Um, so again, you know, if, if you're looking at Fisker, not in Fisker, I think they actually have a strong second half of the year here. They're going to be able to demo that vehicle in November. They're going to uh, get into production next year. So I think Fisker shares, you know, lots of catalysts towards the second half of this year. Um, so keep an eye out on that one. An SRNG soaring eagle um, uh, merging with Ginkgo Bioworks. So uh, they're going to host an investor day on June 24th. So as we know, these investor days have a tendency to move the stock, right? Because you get some uh, announcements from the company, you can get some guidance updates. And, and for a company going public via SPAC, you know, that's a main way for them to communicate, um, you know, their initiatives. And then one of their subsidiaries, Motif Foodworks, announced a $226 million Series B funding round. And, and that company is actually gearing up to debut its plant-based food line. So I'm not sure when we're going to get that, but uh, I think that could be a focus here at that investor day. Keep an eye out, SRNG. Um, there's a chance maybe Motif Foodworks, uh, you know, gets spun off down the road after this deal gets completed. Then ARC Funds. We haven't talked about ARC a, a ton lately other than adding those DraftKings shares, but a pretty sizable uh, purchase yesterday. So ARC Funds added 1.3 million shares of CMIIU. So that's the units for the SPAC that's merging with Soma Logic. Now, remember that ARC was actually part of the pipe deal um, for Soma Logic. So they've been adding uh, shares of CMIIU in small doses, um, you know, but yesterday going, uh, you know, with a big, big stake here. So uh, keep an eye out CMIIU, also trading as CMII, merging with Soma Logic. I want to highlight a tattooed chef. So I didn't see this analyst note yesterday, but someone shared um, on Twitter. So Oppenheimer uh, talking about tattooed chef and they see the sell through velocity keeps exceeding all expectations with new products from tattooed chef equaling around half of their sales um, target sales up strongly year to date. And they're outselling Stouffer's and Amy's kitchen. Um, so two other brands in that space. Um, and saying that the ad campaign check-ins are revealing that brand awareness for Tattooed Chef is up 60%. And then also 14 SKUs set for a future food service launch. So I think I called this one out, uh, you know, last year, earlier this year, that Tattooed Chef, maybe they start partnering with some restaurants or food service to get their products out there. And it looks like that is coming soon. Um, so we could get clarification on that soon. So Oppenheimer saying we see a clear path to $1 billion in revenue by 2026, uh, a path to $500 million um, in the current capacity. So keep an eye out, TTCF. 
Then some clarifications from uh, the Russell indexes and update issued. So uh, I said that there was a short list of companies to be added to the Russell 2000, Russell 3000. We now have several uh, moves being made. So Clover, CLOV will be deleted from the Russell 3000 due to the failing of voting rights. Hims and hers, HIMS also being deleted and LAZR, Luminar Technologies also being deleted. And then the one uh, gainer here is UWMC, uh, UWM uh, Holdings being added to the Russell 3000. So again, you know, uh, it's important to pay attention to these uh, Russell indexes uh, that, you know, some of that was pending moves that will not go through. So those are some names to uh, watch there. And then a couple uh, deals to talk about. We have FAII, their merger approved. It will trade as ATIP later this week. And then LACQ setting a vote of June 28th. And VGAC uh, trading as ME for 23andMe beginning today. Yesterday's movers, we had ROCR up 2% on its deal announcement. ASTS up 6%, getting that interest from uh, Wall Street bets, um, the 5G mobile uh, play. Arrival shares up 10% yesterday. Looks like they're down significantly today, though, um, so not uh, keeping that move. And then uh, the the big gainer uh, to mention here is MAPS, M-A-P-S, up 9% yesterday, was up 12% after hours Wednesday, started trading with that new name and ticker yesterday. So keep an eye out, M-A-P-S. And then one rumor yesterday, we have uh, K-R-N-L, Infarm, a startup focused on indoor and urban farming, uh, is in talks to go public with Kernel Group Holdings. Uh, that rumor coming from Bloomberg says that it could be valued at uh, more than $1 billion. Indoor and uh, vertical farming, you know, a hot sector here for SPACs. Of course, we had App Harvest on the show last week, APPH, and then also uh, SV bringing a, a competitor public in that same space, Arrow Farms. So keep an eye out. And then one new deal this morning, this one was rumored a couple days ago, we have GSAH, that's Goldman Sachs Acquisition Holdings Corp. 2, announcing a merger with Mirion, a global leader in radiation technology, uh, serving radiation hardware, software, and alignment for hospitals, urgent care clinics, dental offices, and vet clinics, along with nuclear power plants. Deal values the company at $2.5 billion, a pipe of $900 million, includes investments from Janice Henderson, Fidelity, BlackRock, Newberger, Berman, and Goldman Sachs. Public uh, GSAH shareholders will own 36.8% of the company after the merger. So Mirion has a history of more than 50 years, a global leader in ionizing radiation detection and measurement technologies saying that there's high barriers to entry in many of its segments and a strong history of relationships with customers is a key advantage. So again, main business areas, nuclear power plants and services, labs and research, and then also civil and defense um, segments. Market share leading position in 14 of the 17 categories that it operates in. Key customers include McKesson, Mayo Clinic, Cardinal Health, Cleveland Clinic, uh, Exelon, PSEG Power, Westinghouse, and, uh, so average customer relationship, 10 years in industrial, 15 years in medical, and 30 years in nuclear. So many long-serving customers. 
They're targeting low to mid single digit growth across several markets going forward. They have high recurring revenue, 70% of its revenue coming from replacement, maintenance, and recurring items. A strong history of mergers and acquisitions, which they see continuing. Um, they're going to grow through their current operating segments, acquisitions, and also work on margin expansion. So revenue of $651 million in 2020, uh, EBITDA margins of around 25%. Revenue is split 39% nuclear, 44% medical and labs, and 17% diversified industrials. Margins were 29% for industrial technology and 31% for medical. North America making up 45% of the company's revenue, followed by Europe at 35%. And they're forecasting revenue growth of 5% annually from 2021 to 2023. So revenue projected at $689 million this fiscal year, $723 million next year. Um, you know, again, GSAH shares beaten down on this uh, rumor. We're up about 1% today to 1013. Um, this one's not getting a ton of love out there. I just think it's not a, a huge, uh, you know, sexy target. But again, real revenue, real EBITDA margins, um, and, and they're serving some of the largest hospitals in the world for, uh, you know, radiation detection. Um, you know, so keep an eye out on this one. I, I think it could be a, a strong play from analysts once the merger goes through due to the revenue and the, the margin. So GSAH, the deal announcement today. That's what I've got, Mitch. Uh, so we can probably dive into that watch list. I know we got quite a few uh, movers out there today. Definitely, definitely. We're going to go ahead and dive into the watch list. Looks like the chat is saying that we got a blue man here today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I didn't change my background color. I put on the jersey and I was thinking about that. But, but so you look blue, a little blue, bro. Don't don't be blue, bro. Be happy, bro. Turn up, yeah, turn that I mean, frown upside down. I got the smile. That's what matters, right? That's Whether what matters, it looks bro. blue behind me, there's a smile here. If the Netherlands lose today, I mean, I probably won't have a smile tomorrow, but that's to be determined. So, All right, let's go ahead and take a look into that watch list. All right, traders, let's go ahead and take a look, see what we see out there. We just mentioned GSAH. That one is going up. We'll see if we can get towards that wick that it had on the 14th, which was all the way up towards a high of 1075. We'll see if it can start getting on up there. Today, today, man, another push up the truck. Uh, Nikola up today. They said that uh, they released news on a partnership with CNH Industrials to develop and produce a complete lineup of zero emission heavy duty trucks. But one of the things that I, I tell you guys is that read, read, the, read the headline again produce a complete lineup of zero emission heavy duty trucks i mean this is this is something they got to develop it too so this is not something that you're seeing like let's they're like okay so next week we got this guys just come on through let's 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 let's, <laughs> let's bust these out right now no it's not like that it's it's a, it's a long-term approach and i think that's definitely what you're seeing here um you've seen this stock make multiple attempts to come up look look how every single time it comes tries to come up up fail up uh, fail up uh, fail up uh. well, are we gonna fail again that's what we got to keep a look on so we'll see if we can get back down here but as you can see i mean the patterns don't lie right Th those big old u shapes and then gap down u shape 
oh, we're not going to hold it. <laughs> so that's that's just what I'd point out there. I mean, uh, if I see a stock doing that, what I want to see is when stocks kind of push up, they hold a pattern. Very simple explanation would be kind of to look at MP. MP was the stock that started a move up, a big move up, right? From about $14, uh, $16 when we had them on. And then when it got up towards that level, it just started actually holding patterns, holding sideways. When we go up, we actually get some sideways consolidation, not just go up, crack down, go up, crack down. That's what you don't want to be seeing on these charts. Those are the worst things you want to see. Today, Fisker up again today. I talked about it in pre-market prep how EV has been coming back and you saw a quick pullback, but you did see the strength come back. And I saw good news coming out of NIO, uh, NIO talking about how they're trying to make a cheaper uh, production car. Definitely focus on that. But today, good number, uh, good push up there by a Fisker. And then if you look, at some other kind of uh, EVs. EVs is starting to come back. Uh, Helion also up today. Look at that bounce back. So I'm really starting to pay attention to these EVs. They're really starting to get a lift again. And we could see another wave of runners coming into this area. Um, If you look, uh, we have some other ones that we'll we'll get into. I want to see and and see if kind of stocks like this start really going. Also, kind of uh, Velodyne, the lidar companies. Uh, let's see if those can start moving. Of course, gambling has been on my radar for a while. Today, you're getting genius to bounce back a significant amount. I will be as honest as I can be, guys. I averaged down into the move yesterday and feeling confident about that average down. I got in. Uh, just slightly above 770s, around 780s to that average down yesterday. Averaging down towards closer towards 850s, 1850s, sorry to say that right there. So I'm going to be looking for this one to get back above 19s. That's going to show me strength. But I'd also take some down back by 1750s again. So let's see if this one can start bouncing. You guys know I'm long-term on Genie and just going to keep an eye on it. Any of the other ones standing out for you, Chris? Yeah, I'll, I'll take the flip side here and I'll call out a, a couple that are trading down today. Um, yeah, let's so we do it. have we have a rival ARVL down 7% today. Remember, mm-hmm. this was one that became, you know, a retail trade, a possible Reddit interest stock um, due to the low float. We're down 7% today. You know, it, this is one I've liked long term. I kind of want to get away from that move that it's had. Um, due to the retail interest. So I think we actually see this one continue to trade down. And that's when I'd be looking to get in is at the price that we saw, you know, before this big move up. So what is that, like 18-ish? I I like this one, um, you know, and I I didn't really believe in that big move that it had, that it was going to be able to to sustain it. And that's what it looks like is happening, you know, today. Uh, Another one down today, Tattooed Chef down 4%. That's one that I called out in headlines, right? TTCF. And, you know, whether you love plant food or have ever tried it, which myself, I, I haven't ate much plant-based food, that that note from Oppenheimer talking about how they're, you know, outselling, you know, uh, our Annie's and uh, Stouffer's, uh, the retail checks that Target are strong. And then also that they're looking to get into food service, uh, I haven't really heard them announce much on this. So I think that's a future catalyst you know, that once they make that announcement, you start to see some analysts really, you know, size up the market that they have, that they have, which could send shares higher. So 
Um, you know, this one is on its way down from that upward momentum uh, that it has had, you know, earlier uh, in May and June. But this is one that I think could get some love on some new announcements. And then also, Mitch, we've got MUDS, M-U-D-S, at about $11 a share today. Um, you know, this is one that's really come back down from, from some of those highs. And, you know, we, we've talked plenty about it, right, that the tops, if they announce those new NFT packs, um, you know, I think we're going to see shares go up. You know, they also, you know, any news out there from them has the potential to make this one a runner. So, I mean, you have shares trading today as low as they did on deal announcement day, right? Is that what I'm, that's what it looks like I'm seeing here. So if you were looking to get into tops, I mean, today is the, the, the opportunity you had on, on deal announcement. I mean, there's a chance they still go lower, but you definitely weren't chasing this one. And now you have an opportunity to maybe get in. Yeah, I think uh, what you're seeing here is kind of a little bit of a gap fill. Um, it had a little gap up here from the 9th of April up towards the 12th of April here. Um, and this was kind of like a Friday to Monday. It kind of just pushed on up here. Uh, the close here and the high was the high was a 1090 and the close was 1085. So look for that number to get to today. And then I would love to see a big uh, volume step up there and, and kind of buy the dip, buy that support there. Um, we'll see if that kind of holds. I think this one's coming back towards 1090, 1085s. That's MUDs. But it will get interesting for me once we get into those 10s because we'll have underneath it that big resist, that big support underneath it at that 995. And one of the things that I've been talking about with MUDs is that I expect them coming out with their new cards going into July because of the all-star break that you'll get from major league baseball and i think they could they could kind of maybe even come out with the all-star cards yes. to, to kind of make those as nfts maybe they come out with that maybe they come out with a, a a new series but it also includes like special limited edition all-star cards from this year so i'm going to be looking into that uh, they'll be releasing kind of the all-star lineups closer towards like a week before um, kind of the the All Star game, so you're looking in towards kind of that that fifth week, uh, July fifth. Definitely pay attention, guys. I think that's when you start seeing kind of the trend come back in this one. I've been pointing that out. We'll we'll see if it gets running with that catalyst. All right, let's go ahead. Last one, last one. Let's take a look at one more down on the downside. I did see LEV take a pullback also, so definitely pay attention to that one. Uh, it's looking interesting. 18s look really interesting to me on that one. It's made a run before to 23, and I think this one is just kind of a, a long-term stock to kind of definitely hold and, and put in the long-term account. We'll keep an eye on this one. As you guys know, these have been some of the ones that I've definitely looked at for long-term holds, so we'll see how those develop. All right, let's keep it going, guys. Let's get into our battle time. I know you guys are probably super excited. Let me know in the chat if you guys are excited about us doing kind of this little battle uh, mentality. You know, one of the things that we wanted to do is kind of do this battle for you guys. It's really not necessarily for me to go against Chris, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm just let you know I'm going to win, baby. Oh, but let's not get too far into yeah, that. You, I mean, you got two competitive guys here, but remember, you know, viewers at the end of the day, uh, you know, two companies in a matchup, maybe both end up being winners. We're just going to each take a side here 
And then we're going to let the chat decide, you know, by pressing either one or two. So uh, let's go ahead. Let's smash that like, though. You know, there's a lot of people in here and it looks like we only have 45 likes. Let's uh, get them likes climbing up so we can get into this first battle here. Are you guys rap? No, this will not be a rap battle. <laughs> This is going to not be a rap battle. It's going to be a fact What's battle. What's up? How, how about that? A fact battle. Hey, hey you, you guys don't want to get a little. <laughs> What's up? What's up? <laughs> All right, guys. Like we said, guys, definitely put a one if you guys are on each side. So what we're gonna do is not let's not do let's not do numbers. Let's put the actual ticker. If you go. like the ticker, put the ticker in the chat, guys. So we're gonna be doing the battle. We'll get you guys the tickers. We'll get each side. We're gonna give bullish views on each side. We're not gonna really try to hit each other's stock on the bear side, but we'll definitely give our bullish views for both sides. And then we'll go ahead and kind of show some numbers that we have, some ideas. Chris, you guys know he'll be pulling off the Chrisopedia, but you, you might see Mitch pull off some invested decks. But hey, that's how it is here. Let's go ahead and let's get right into it. You guys already know we got some bars. Lay them down, Mike. We're gonna have to bring you on here. Mitch turning it up. With us, let's keep it going. Let's let's Mitch, get into Mitch, these I battles. Mitch, I gotta give I gotta give a shout out here. We've got Kadir in the chat. Greetings from Holland. Hop Holland, hop! You know, I, here we go. Netherlands hey. in the house. So let's go. Uh, welcome like to the to show. See. Welcome to the show, Kadir. Uh, yeah, let's go Netherlands. So yeah, let's go ahead. Let's get into those battles, Mitch. First battle up, guys, is going to be, of course, smash the like, guys. Let's get into this. We'll get into all three battles if we get towards the like goal. The last battle will be held off if we don't hit that 100 likes. So do us a favor. Hit that like. But first battle up, of course, we're going to go into DKNG DraftKings. Some people don't even call this one a SPAC anymore because it's been so de spac for so long. But we're going to go against a young gun here, RSI. You guys already know who's on both sides, but let's go ahead. And let's start the battle. Chris, what's going on? What do you got for DK and G? All right. Yeah. Some people may not consider DraftKings, you know, a SPAC. It did complete that de-SPACing process. But let's face it, DraftKings is one of the best performing SPACs out there. It's kind of the poster child for what a SPAC can look like if done right. So I'm taking the side of DraftKings here. Uh, you know, there's only three online sports betting operators that are in 10 or more states. DraftKings is live in more states than any other operator. So in New Jersey, they have the number two market share. New Jersey, the most mature market out there for online sports betting. First quarter revenue for DraftKings, $312 million, up 175% year over year. 1.5 million monthly unique players. That was also up 114%. Average revenue per monthly unique player, $61. And they launched in Michigan. They launched in Virginia. 12 states at the end of the first quarter, representing 25% of the U.S. population. Pennsylvania, they're number two. Uh, you know, that's Barstool Sports, Penn National, you know, their big base. They have a number three share, DraftKings beating them there. In, in Illinois, DraftKings, 33.5% uh, share in March, 42.3% share in February. You know, they're the market leader there uh, in Michigan. DraftKings, second in the month of May, 
28.1% share, trailing only FanDuel. FanDuel, you can't just buy shares easily. DraftKings is the pure play here, the market leader for investors to get in, excited about and, and get into. They also be on sports betting. They're expanding into media, right? They just created a new chief media officer. They're investing in other media companies. They announced they acquired VSIN, a sports betting media company. I, I think they continue to push further into media, which will help them grow their customer base. So again, DraftKings, market leader. They're in more states than any other online sports betting operator. You know, in this case, I, I got to stick with the leader. So DraftKings, my pick. DKNG, what do, what do you got, Mitch? All right, all right. I see you. I see you. I I, I, I mentioned a couple of those strong points here. I'll, I'll put them right back up. Um, but definitely, definitely, I, I see I see you. I see you. All right, let's go ahead and let's get into RSI here, guys. And so I'm going to go ahead and share my screen here. First things first is I want to show up. Uh, I want to show up the analyst ratings right here. So I'm on tip ranks. I'll give them a little shout out here. The average here, guys, and the average analyst price target is a 21 and 33 cents. You're talking about a stock that's trading under 14 right now. So just that upside look, we're talking about a 59% upside, right? You're talking about six analyst ratings here and only one giving it a hold, five giving it a buy. All right, let's keep going. Let's go into some of the presentation here. One of the things that I want to point out is, of course, of course, look at this kind of uh, relative here. So if you look at the revenues, let's compare it strictly with DraftKings right here. So you're talking about 5.4 times the revenues here versus that 24.1 times the revenue. So definitely you're you're paying up for that DraftKings, you know? Um, and I think you can get a cheaper discount by going for a rush. Look at this revenue growth expected towards 2024, 65% for rush and only 34% for DraftKings. Where's that coming from? I think that's big on promotion and kind of fight for the customer acquisition, but we're going to be focusing in and really... I mean, look at the pricing, right? We're, we're, we're talking DraftKings up there by 50s, Rush, uh, Rush Street Interactive here by the 13s. But then look at the revenues. Does it match up? It's about half of DraftKings revenue here. And it, we're still not nowhere near half that pricing, right? And we're not trading up at $25 for RSI. We're trading at $13. So if it's half the revenue, we're going to be paying attention to seeing kind of how the, the kind of value kind of meets up. The fundamentals are definitely making sense. One of the things that I definitely point out is also they do have some Columbia and international exposure. I think that's a good thing to add here, that exposure to the international game could expand over the new time. And really, Rush Street is not just only about sports betting it's actually mainly a casino market here and a gaming play and i think that's what i really like they got the sugar house um we can take a look here at some of their kind of uh their betting look look at their websites they got bet rivers guys they're pushing on up to give you some kind of access look at the states that they have you got illinois you can go into you can go into different states and of course that new jersey sugar house that i just mentioned for their gaming 
this this one's a monster move here. Definitely stay stay tuned to this. I think this is going to continue to move, and and we could see RSI continue moving on up. Now, one thing I just to support both of them, I wanted to get into a little bit of a both support here. So if we look at the overall online sports betting and iGaming, this is from Roundhill Investments. So definitely shout out there to Roundhill. Uh, look look at these kind of growing share of the global market. I think this is just going to continue moving, guys. I think as you see, you'll see kind of online gaming just really kind of take off and continue moving on up. The implied market has gone up towards a, a look in, in the billions of 23 here. So we'll definitely take a look at it as we see gaming kind of increase. But really, I think at the end of the day, I think both of these are going to continue moving as we've seen state by state. Um, you know, the last thing I'd give out, give out just for sports betting overall, look at this, look at this chart. This chart's really all about pos possible 2021 and 2022 states. You got Florida mentioned there, Georgia, Texas. Look at, look at this, Arizona. We, we've already kind of heard uh, mentions of sports books opening up there. I think you're going to see a lot more willing to go into that legal state. And then that itself is going to help both of them come down to the revenues so what are you guys thinking you guys in the chat let's see who's the winner here dkng if you guys support dkng DraftKings, put rsi if you guys are a rush street fan let's see what we got in the chat chris and, and what do you think about my uh kind of push here yeah i mean i like it this was a tough one to take you know one of these two companies because because i like them both you know and, and the thing i'll say with rush street is they're focusing more on the profits, right? Which you pointed out there. And the other thing is I think consolidation comes in the industry, right? Rush Street could be very attractive to a larger player like even a DraftKings because they have that technology stack. They have uh, exposure to some new states, including New York. So I, I like them both. You know, for me, I was going with DraftKings because they're the, the market leader. And I think they maintain that market share and that good brand uh, visibility. But RSI, a very good pick. So uh, and it looks like uh, you got some love before we even started uh, tallying up the votes. So I saw what do we got? I got four, five, six for RSI. And I got one, two, three, four, five. Six, if Donkey Kong means DKNG, it looks like we got a tie right now, Mitch, six to six. That Penn National vote, I mean, you can throw you can throw that one out, but. <laughs> <laughs> Donkey Kong, getting it on like Donkey Kong. Oh, and then another DraftKings. It looks like uh, seven to six DraftKings. Uh, what do we think? 30 more seconds here for, for votes. Oh, and they're, oh, RSI. We oh, might be there you go. A little bit of a win. We might be tied again. He said first, but he changed on over. Oh, uh, we there you go. We flipped them. I flipped them. Somehow I, I flipped the vote. There you go. That's what you're supposed to do, right, as a politician? <laughs> That's right. Vote That's for Mitch. how you win. Governor you win. of Colorado or governor of California. You guys know who Oh, that there is. comes some more votes. <laughs> oh, it looked, oh, you got some more love, Mitch. So, oh, there you go. Shots fired. Shots fired. It looks like RSI winning this first matchup. Mitch getting the victory with Rush Street Interactive. I'm going to go ahead and call it. Looks like it's like 10 or 11 to, to 6 here. Uh, and also Vu calling for a Indy versus ACEV. Looks like the, the chip sector mm. matchup. We, we might, might have to do that have to tomorrow. Add that we, to our list you know what? And 
You know what, guys? Just put on some matchups all day long. If you guys got some matchups you guys want to see, yeah, we're thinking about chat. doing this tomorrow. We're, we're only going to do it if we get to a certain like point. You know, show us that you guys like this setup, this kind of strategy, this format. And we'll even do this. We're willing to do this again tomorrow. I'd be willing to do it. So definitely smash the like, guys. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Let's go into the next battle. I know we want to get into all of them today, so let's keep going. Next up, we're going to go into our 3D battle. Of course, this is something that's going to take a little bit of time, and 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 this is not for you guys. I, I know I saw in the chat, you know, taking trades off of this. This is not what that's for. This is for deep dives, so you guys don't have to do so much of that DD. We'll do some of that DD for you. All right, let's go ahead. Let's get into the next ones up. The battle is DM versus SPFR. And so one of the things that we're going to talk about here is, of course, they're a little bit different, but let's go ahead and let's talk about what each one has to bring to the table. Do you, uh, It looks like DM's on the top. So you know what? I'm going to go first this time. Looks Chris. like it's you this time. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go first this time, and then we'll go kind of move into kind of the next area here. Let me go ahead and, and pull up my notes here. All right, so there you go. So one of the things that I want to point out is, of course, is that when you get into kind of the 3D area, we're talking about a kind of a change, a transformation really in the manufacturing industry, right? And so when we talk about the manufacturing industry, one thing that we need to talk about is how's the growth going to be in kind of the next decade, right? And so that's my first kind of added point here. And so it could actually help both of them out really but let's go ahead and let's talk a little bit about it here so am the the additive manufacturing industry is expected to grow 11 times over the next decade so you're talking about a move from about a let's say right now in the 2020s a 12 billion dollar industry up to 146 billion dollars so massive massive an ability to grow here now what really separates themselves and why are they special right and so let's go ahead and let's get into kind of the comparisons we're going to go move down here getting down towards kind of here these are the metal uh additive manufacturing technology comparisons and some companies that you can step up here and so i want to compare it to really kind of the legacy binder jetting that has been one of the major leaders in the industry before desktop metal really stepping up here so one of the things that that uh, throughput, what they can actually put out, the parts per year, guys. So you're looking at here, and you can see it, Mark for, uh, Forge, the G GE kind of, and then it goes into the HP using that legacy binder jetting. It can only make up to 10,000 parts per year. And you're talking in, this, in desktop metals up to 100,000. So 10 times the potential there. And so that's what really stands out to me for DM. And if you get, you guys can go into some kind of other parts here, but definitely one of the things that you can see here is that, man, they're definitely taking what used to be the strongest one and really just kicking it out of the water. We can go ahead and go a little bit further. I want to get into slide 14 here. So slide 14, what is their, really their technology and how they're really disruptive is they got the world's largest high-speed DLP printer. And so this really puts them in a competitive advantage. And why I think they're definitely over, they build speeds up to 100 times those of the legacy 
ther uh, thermoplastic printers. And legacy printers used to be kind of the, the main leader in this industry. Now you're seeing them really step up and take that on. So the next last one, the slide that I'd look at is 19. When you look at 19, you're going to see some of these investment highlights. Of course, First thing they talk about is kind of how that growth is going to definitely keep going. But really, I, I think focus on the kind of the bottom side, the high margins reoccurring revenue system, including consumable and service, drive multiple revenues and gross profit after the initial sale. And one thing that you're going to definitely see is the growth margin improvement and operating leverage and profitability increase over time. So as this time keeps going, the technology keeps getting cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. Thus, I think you're going to see those partnerships take off. DM has gone into everything. I mean, they even got dental. So I think they definitely have an advantage. What do you got to say, Chris? I think they got an advantage. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, that's a tough act to follow up. The, the one thing I'll say is I, I love the 3D printing market, right? This additive manufacturing, it, it's going to, you know, be the next generation for industrials. And you've got Desktop Metal. Uh, that's a great company. Uh, I, I'm going to talk about SPFR here, Jaw Spitfire, which is bringing to market Velo 3D. And, and one of the keys to Velo 3D, right, is that they have a relationship with SpaceX. There's not a ton of publicly traded companies where you can get this big of exposure to SpaceX since SpaceX is privately traded. So Velo3D has the ability to manufacture uh, previously impossible geometrics. So, I mean, we're talking about game-changing technology that, that no one else could do. SpaceX is using specific components that they had issues manufacturing before, uh, Velo3D helping with that. So that includes 3D printing for engines and other components for SpaceX. And I mean, the, the customer base, which here's this slide here. I mean, you talk about some industry leaders. You've got SpaceX, Aerojet, Honeywell, uh, Raytheon, Honda, Boom, uh, Supersonic. I, I mean, you're across several sectors there. You're space, you're aviation and defense, you're energy. And then, I mean, Honda, you're electric uh, vehicles, possibly, or, you know, cars. So I, I like the customer base of Velo3D. They're projecting revenue to grow 92% annually from 2020 to 2026. And, and, you know, higher performance products, which offer lower lead time, lower costs for their customers. Huge addressable market, additive manufacturing, uh, which also includes desktop metal. Uh, Velo3D really focusing on the metal. So 3D printing metal items. They have a full stack solution. The head of additive manufacturing at SpaceX said that Velo3D is five years ahead of any competition. I mean, that's strong support here for Velo3D. They already have distribution in place for North America, uh, and Asia Pacific and other regions. And they have a recurring revenue model, asset light and high margin. We love recurring revenue, right? They're going to sell these 3D printers and, and then they're going to make revenue on the, the repair, on the parts. So, you know, I, I think this is a great business. So Velo3D merging with SPFR is the side that I'm taking here. So that's our battle 3D printing, additive manufacturing. I mean, if you guys don't own any stocks in this industry, 
I, I think you should at least look at this sector because I really think five to 10 years from now, 3D printing, you know, metal, wood, all these other products is, is just going to be a game changer. So go ahead, drop the ticker in the chat, DM if you support desktop metal, SPFR if you support Velo 3D. Let's see who wins this second battle in the 3D printing market. What do you guys think out there? Oh, that old mute trick. Good Lord. Let me, let me know in the chat, guys, if you guys are a big DM fan or SPFR fan, let us know which one do you guys think wins, which one got the battle here. All right, guys, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Let's see what we see in the chat. I saw in the chat a couple messages definitely supporting us. That's what I want to see, guys. Definitely throw the hands in the air. You already know. Looks like Ken is, is, is even watering the garden here, just listening <laughs> to us. That's what I like to hear. I can't blame you. I got, I got a little garden myself. I actually they got a little bird feeder for the fiance, you know, had, had to get some birds up here going. You guys already know. Enjoy the day. That's what I like to hear. Now we're starting to see the votes coming through. I'm going to start pulling them up, and it looks like we got a little bit of a landslide here. All right. Chris coming with the heat this time. I mean, Chris I, coming with the heat. I want the win, but I don't know if this should be a landslide, guys. I mean, these are Look two great. That. These Look are two that. great companies out there. Oh, and Happy Mohammed also pointing out that we have not hit a hundred likes, guys. We might not get to this third battle because uh, we're not even at a hundred likes. So, uh, you know, and that might also mean no battles tomorrow, Mitch. You know, because uh -oh. it looks like uh -oh. maybe people aren't enjoying these battles as much as we thought that they would. Yeah, guys, we're doing this for you guys out there. So definitely, if you guys have an opinion, I don't even care if you hit the no or hit the thumb down, but just give me an opinion. That's, what, that's all that matters. Yeah, you just hit something. Tap, 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 tap. It's kind of like, 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 like voting on your SPAC, right? E either vote yes or vote no, but don't sit out a vote for the SPAC merger. You right? know, pick, don't pick sit one out the way. Vote. Participate, right? Your freedom to vote also applies to SPAC mergers. So make sure you participate. So, you know, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say, Mitch, it looks like SPFR uh, getting the victory here in that second battle. So, I mean, I, I guess for those keeping score at home, it would be Mitch won, Chris won, uh -oh, um, uh -oh. which Do would mean – That would that's mean the that's the third battle to tie break. And it looks like we did hit 100 likes – um, boom baby so oh, I, I joined in there 112 oh it looks like 113 can we get to 150 150 150 let me get it let me get it let me get it it's 125 114 115 116 120 here let's go to the next battle but before we get to that third battle i'm just curious guys can you drop one in the chat if you would like to see more battles tomorrow and two if you would rather have us do, you know, something different. So hit one for more battles, two for something different tomorrow's show. So let, let's hear what everyone uh, wants for tomorrow's show. Hey, you know how it is. It's always that uh, one guy. One guy with the down, the down, thumbs down, thumbs down. I'm not enjoying this. Yeah, I, uh, one thumbs down. I think we had that pretty <laughs> pretty early on, too, because I feel like – I feel like I was There's always like, a little spam was, bot that likes to hit yeah, on the downside. I was, I think I was like number five, and there was already one dislike, and I was like, "Really? Like we just started?" So look at all those ones. They want to see. There's a it. lot of ones. They're enjoying it. They're it's having like fun. Battles Let's keep tomorrow. It going. 
Let's keep it going. All right, next battle up, guys. We're going to get into a fun battle here. This one, I actually feel like I'm going to bring the fire. So, so you better step it up, Chris. I got the fire for this one. I've been waiting for this one. This is the <laughs> final battle here. This is the battle that I've been wanting to win. I, I think I've battled with Chris before on, the, on these stocks. So let's bring them up here. We're going to go ahead and get into SPCE versus F SFTW. We're talking Black Sky versus Virgin galactic here let's see what happens here the battle is on who what side are you guys on let me know in the chat and it looks like chris you got the lead this time let's see what happens what side are you guys on in the chat before we get into the battle let us know in the chat if you guys are on each side right now all right let's go into this battle chris all right yeah looks like uh i'm looks like i'm up first here in uh virgin galactic no surprise out there I have been a bull for this company, and I know there's many people out there, you know, that that aren't as big of fans of this company. But I got to give this company some love. I, I also own shares of this company, um, so I'm I'm going to talk about an analyst. So we have Morgan Stanley analyst Christine uh, Lywag. She talked about an equal weight rating. She actually lowered the price target. So I know that that's not a great start here, right? For for this battle. But the Come things on, I, Chris, bring that the, fire. The things I really liked was the the revenue talk, right? So she talked about them hitting their first commercial flight in 2022, two commercial flights, 12 passengers, and then that's four million dollars. But then that's going to ramp up significantly as they increase the number of flights per year, uh, the number of different planes that they have, the number of passengers that they can take up. I mean, her revenue assumption 13 spaceships 40 flights per ship per year 3100 passengers and then she also thinks that they can get $400,000 per seat right now their reservations that they had already taken were 200 to 250,000 so this analyst actually thinks that they can double the price that they're charging due to demand you know we talk all the time is there demand for people to go to space we just saw someone pay $28 million to go up to space with Jeff Bezos, with Blue Origin. I think there is demand. Whether that demand lasts for years and years is yet to be seen. But Virgin Galactic, they're going to be a market leader in the space tourism industry. Um, the analysts giving a, a $17 value to shares for space tourism. And then also giving $8 a share for point-to-point -point travel. That's something else to watch with Virgin Galactic, right? We talk about space tourism. I think they're going to be able to expand. They're going to be able to get into hypersonic flight. They, they have a partnership with NASA already to, to train pilots. They, they have a partnership with the Italian Air Force. I think they're going to be able to expand outside of the space tourism. The other thing is we talk Catalyst, right? So they just completed that successful flight from New Mexico, their timeline now is getting more aggressive, right? Where we're seeing Blue Origin uh, attempting to fly in July with Jeff Bezos. And there's new reports out that Virgin Galactic may, you know, try to beat them. And they may fly Sir Richard Branson up July 4th weekend to space, which would make Virgin Galactic ahead of Blue Origin. And also that would mean that Virgin Galactic would be able to get passengers to space sooner than the current timelines from analysts. So I think that's something to really watch here. 
as of now, they're not going to fly passengers until late 2021 or early 2022. But again, if they announce that Richard Branson is going to space, I think these shares take off. Also, you have the reciprocal trade, right? If Blue Origin uh, successfully flies in July, I think Virgin Galactic gets some love, right? Because Blue Origin's not public. This is another pure play space company for space tourism. Uh, you know, until Blue Origin goes public, if it ever does, Virgin Galactic is the way to play this. So you have catalysts coming, right? The announcement of the Branson flight, the additional timeline, and those first passenger flights. Shares have ran the past couple weeks uh, after that successful flight, but I think based on those catalysts, there's more room for SPCE to run later on this year. And again, over 8,000 reservations at 200,000 to 250,000 per seat. And Morgan Stanley saying, hey, Virgin Galactic, you can actually charge double. So that's another catalyst to watch. Will Virgin Galactic charge more? And also Blue Origin has not set its pricing. How much will they charge? So that's what I've got, Mitch, SPCE. What do you got, SFTW? All right, I see you, I see you. I see you. I see you bringing the fire. Look, look, probably everyone in the chat is probably thinking, how is Mitch going to follow <laughs> up that? You saw a lot of fans in there. Shake my head. Shake my head whenever I see Nicola up. Don't worry, Brandy. I think me too, but we won't get into all that. <laughs> uh, let, let's keep it going here. Let's keep it going. SBCE, definitely. You brought some fire. I see you. I, I think I helped out also. Put some images in the background, you know, showed you, show you that rocket. But hey, I got some of my fire in my own. Let's go ahead and let's get into that. All right, guys. So what I want to talk about is, of course, you got to understand what this really is, guys. So you got to really first think about what is behind Black Sky, right? So Black Sky is really a disruptive, vertically integrated business model that removes the barriers of entry to imagery, right? And so for a long time, this was very, very expensive, and so what they did was they actually figured out a way to bring down the cost here, the image acquisition down by 90% compared to the existing competitor here. And so one of the things that they, they, they noted, and, and you can, we'll start looking through some of this, is that what, what really gives them that advantage and why do they really stand out? And so there's a couple of different things really that I think you got to really focus on. So first things first is you got to understand that Black Sky reduces that 90% compared to the competition, the Spectra, S-A-A-S. And really what it does is that you're going to start seeing that what, what do they do? They build small satellites, right? They build this via their 50% stake in Leo Stella, which then launches into low orbit. And they do this with kind of partnerships, right? So they actually launched two satellites on the SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket in August of 2020 and currently have five satellites in orbit. And so one of the things that you can definitely get into and, and you're going to see is that with this, they actually are working their way to more production, right? They have 16 satellites in production with plans for them to be in orbit by the end of 2021. So we're not talking about 2022. We're talking about 16 satellites in production supposedly up by the end of 2021. So pay attention to this as well as four spare satellites ready to deploy whenever necessary. So the primary competition, Maxar, 
you guys know how I feel about Maxar. You guys know I'm a big Maxar fan and, and really support that company. But really, what do they do differently from Maxar? So what do they do differently is that Maxar actually outsources their satellite manufacturing. They outsource it to uh, Rayton and Airbus who build their satellites in-house. So one of the things that you can see is comparable, right? So Airbus, Airbus is that comparable right now, right? So they're launching two satellites in their four satellite uh, kind of constellation in 2021. And they actually cost to build these four satellites. The, the cost was $232 million, averaging for $58 million per satellite. And we're talking about Airbus here. Okay, so if 58 million per satellite for Airbus, it should be comparable, right? No, it's nowhere near in comparison to Black Sky. Black Sky was able to build and launch their Pathfinder 1 satellite at a total cost of just 10 million. That's a big difference than, let's say, 58 million per satellite. So what does this mean? That the monthly cost of the imagery for about 25 uh, square kilo, uh, kilomiles is just about 12,000 with Black Sky compared to legacy competition that is in these Airbus. And, and that costs up to 120,000 for that same kind of uh, square footage. And so you're seeing that difference, the difference in price. And, and one of the things that I'll get into is kind of their AI. Their AI is really what separates them and takes them to even another level from that. So one of the things, and let me go ahead and, and pull it up here. So one of the things that you can talk about with Black Sky is this area. Most people are looking at, you know, that legacy space, you know, that they're, they're in. But really look at the next generation from data and analytics. This is really what kind of company they really are. What uh, separates themselves is that in their Spectra, their SAAS product really allows clients to access imagery on demand and build AI tools, streamline a mountain of external monitoring data sets and an ability to really kind of sell these data sets for the public and at a cheaper price, of course. So essentially, they're not just an imaging company. They're taking all this data and they're holding it and they're selling the data. You guys can think about, let's say, Google Earth. Google Earth was one of the first ones to really do this. And that's where this company really got the idea, I think, you know, developing over time. But they themselves hold a massive amount of data online you cannot the the old way to do imagery was taking these images and then taking them down to your computer and processing them you can't do this anymore you want some ai some help and that's why i think black sky has a competitive advantage not only in satellites but in space overall i i, I tried to bring the fire i tried to bring yeah, the fire you know i tried to explain it you know, Mitch, I'll, I'll even give you a, a, a key here that I think it was the last slide you had there. The the companies that they were working with, Virgin Galactic was on that list, right? So, yeah. so they're providing satellites for space companies that include Virgin Galactic. So, you know, I, I'm a fan of both companies. I, I know you love Black Sky and you're not as big of a fan of Virgin Galactic, which is perfectly fine. You know, SPCE, my pick here. SFTW, I think, is great. I think satellites are needed for way more sectors than people even realize. 
you know, we got a great comment in the chat from Vu talking about, uh, you know, satellites being needed by our, our troops and the defense sector, right? So that's a, that's a key advantage for, for them too. So, um, yep. uh, you know, I mean, I've talked about their, their partnerships before I can get into all that, but really, I mean, the, 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 the thing that I always talk about with this company is not only that their defense, but it's reoccurring revenue, right guys, you're talking about defense contracts. A lot of the times that they're, they're getting and those defense contracts, they, they come with a nice hefty price tag right up front. That's what I usually like. It's usually some revenue right to the bottom of their line, and it's usually right up front. And so this gives them an ability to actually use that money to go ahead and reinvest into their company, trying to keep pushing them to the next level. I think what the biggest thing to watch out for, and, and you guys can look at it, is they said it. They said it right here. 16 in production, all expected to be in orbit by the end of 2021. That's That's what you watch for. If you get that, I mean... I myself am going to be in this one. So uh, I'll definitely be paying attention to that. Let's get the votes in the chat. What do you guys think? SPCE, SFTW, who takes the win? Who takes the last battle here? And, and we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here in about one minute here, guys. We're supposed to wrap it up. Power Hour has a great interview coming on next. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up. But let's see who got the last victory here. Looking like I'm seeing some STW. So if you're an SPCE fan, definitely throw it in the chat. Let's see what happened here. Who won the I battle? I think there was some earlier we'll votes. Happens. Some earlier votes look, back look, there. Look, look at Chris trying to bring up these earlier votes here. I no, saw, no, no. The votes is now. 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 Okay, guys. <laughs> so you might have to re-vote. Yeah. So because I saw last You might have SPCE to re-vote. You might have to before. re-vote. You see, but yeah, Chris is this, trying to win here. I mean, this one should – I would expect this one to be a close battle, right? So – Uh-oh. There you go. There you go. SPCE starting to show up. But SFTW there, who's going to win it? Looks like right now we're at a 3-2 to two with SFTW winning right now. Can we get some more votes before we get on out of here? We got one minute, guys, to, to wrap the show. So 30 more seconds here to vote so we can declare a winner. Right now it looks like SFTW has it. Uh, you know, so that would be our four last to three, winner Four here. to three. Can we get one more vote? One more vote. Ooh, oh, looks like SDW is going to take it. Winner, 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 chicken dinner. Chicken dinner, chicken dinner. So SFTW getting the win. Guys, remember, as Mitch said, this isn't a recommendation to, to go buy all of these, but you just saw some great DD and some presentations, right, from, from Mitch and myself uh, on six different companies across three different sectors. So smash that like, great value on this show. That's going to do it for us. Power Hour's got a great guest coming up, a CEO interview. So we want to make sure everyone gets over there. So make sure, stay tuned for Power Hour coming up next. All right, guys, going to go ahead and wrap it up here. It should be getting you over towards Power Hour. They have a great interview right up at 12 o'clock. Like always, guys, hit us up on Twitter. If you guys haven't before, Chris Ketchy, you guys already know, Chrisopedia. Can't can't stop that guy. I don't know how I beat him today, but definitely, definitely, guys, hit the like. If you guys enjoyed this, stick around for tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll do the same thing, seeing as you guys liked it. Hit us up in the comments below. What battles do you want to see tomorrow? This is very, very important. Hit us up in the comments, guys. What battles do you want to see? Don't tell me tomorrow that you wanted to see this battle and <laughs> you didn't put it up in the comments. You got to go ahead and help us out. Hit us up in the topics. Hit us up with some comments, and we'll see you next time on the SPACs. Go Netherlands. Go Netherlands. Go Netherlands.